Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. I am your host. We changed the name. I almost messed it up right off the get-go. <laughs> uh, but I am your host, Scott Schweitzer. I have Kat Shear, my co-host, along with me. And very special guest, Jacqueline Dolstrom. Um, amazing CrossFit athlete. We have not talked to her since before last year's games. Uh, so we got a lot of catching up to do. Um, how have you been, Jacqueline? I've, I've been very good. Thank you for asking. Um just getting back to training after the games now. Um, had a long, we actually went to, to Costa Rica and Mexico after the games and had a, a proper proper holiday. So that was very good. Uh, but now easing back into training again. So, so that's, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was Costa Rica. So mm-hmm. how important is it to have that getaway time from all of the, the training, all of the CrossFit stuff and just get to be you? Uh, so last year we did not have a holiday just after game. I had the time off, but we didn't choose to have a holiday. Uh, and we planned on doing it at a later occasion. But then, you know, I kind of, you know, and end, ended up doing Dubai. So then, you know, you have to train for the Dubai uh, CrossFit Championships. And then Christmas comes and that's a good time for holiday. But then, you know, you have to go and you have to uh, go to and spend that time with friends and family. And then, you know, after Christmas, then all of a sudden, you know, the season starts again. So it just made me realize that if, if I want a holiday, then I have to take it after games and that's the best kind of timing for it. Um, and to go back to your question, it's just very good for like my mental health to just get to do the things that I kind of like in the, when I'm in season that I kind of want to do more of, because I do live in Mallorca, like I have access to amazing beaches. You know, I choose not to go there because I choose to prioritize like, you know, resting and recovery instead of spending all day at the beach. So for me, it's it's just kind of like a mental recharge and doing all the things that like I normally like, you know, when I'm like far into a hard training period that I kind of, you know, you start getting tempted to do all these things. So it's, it's kind of nice to have a bit of like an overload on all of those things. Actually, like you realize that, you know, you enjoy the grind and you're looking forward to get back into just working hard again. So good, good mental break. So what was your favorite part of Costa Rica? Oh, the nature, like it was so green and so beautiful. Uh, so for me, it was just like the, the diversity of, uh, uh, if you haven't been there, it's hard to explain, but it's just like everything grows everywhere. So like I got a couple of monsteras, for example, like, I don't know if you know the plant that has like holes and, and the leaves gets very big. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm quite proud of the size that I have managed to get mine to grow here at home. But then I go to Costa Rica and they just grow on the trees and they're just like 20 meters tall. Like it was amazing. Uh, this the nature and all the animals. And it's, it's a very beautiful country. That is my daughter's favorite plant. Yeah. She has like three of them. <laughs> and oh, really? she tries to grow them. Yeah. Now in Costa Rica, yeah, so- they just grow and like they're, they're everywhere and they're so big. So it's, it was amazing. Was there was so there much the- fitness happening in Costa Rica when you were there? No, no, no. We no, did go. Uh, no, so I, I traveled with my my coach and partner. Uh, so, so John was a bit more like 
because obviously he hadn't done the games and he really likes to stay active. So he he did some sessions uh, and he trained more than me actually. But I did do, I did one, I did one session at the CrossFit gym though, where I just, I didn't really train. I joined in and did some like movement stuff. Uh, but he costed yeah. each other no training. <laughs> Is it difficult for you to sort of wind down and not do that just because it's so big of a part of what you do all the rest of the time? Or was it easy for you to sort of let it go and give yourself some rest? So, so I used to find it hard, but now it's not hard for me at all. I just know that that time is very, like, it's very important. It's very good for me. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm more now that, like, now I want to, when I'm on a holiday, I want to be on a holiday. Like, because living in Mallorca as well, like, people come on holidays, but then they, you know, they train every day. But it being kind of my job as well, and I'm spending, like, you know, five, six hours in a CrossFit gym every day. So when I'm, I do go on a holiday I just enjoy being on holiday and you know I'll go for walks on the beach I went horse riding we went like to this like forest jungle kind of trip and I would do other like outdoor stuff that I normally don't get to do but I don't I don't have like a big need to go through CrossFit gym and uh, on my holidays good that's healthy <laughs> I approve yeah I, th- I think so <laughs> yeah well and last time we talked to you we learned that your degree is in environmental physics uh so you don't get to do that in the day-to-day life in a CrossFit gym. Do you, no. does that help you? That must be a passion of yours. And we know you love animals cause you live on a farm, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what was that like in Costa Rica? Uh, so I don't think cause like my, my, my degree is more like engineering, but I think I, but I do really, you know, kind of like, cause when I'm in nature, that's kind of probably when I'm the happiest. Um, and just, I think one of the things that I, because so one of the sad things about being in Costa Rica is that I did see the, the uh, palm uh, farms, the palm oil, like uh, palm trees. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it was like along the coast, it was 60 kilometers of just palm tree. So when you've just driven through like diversity of it, and then you go and you can kind of see it. Because I don't know how it is in the U- US, but in, in Norway and Scandinavia, there was a period where where they were kind of going quite hard out on the palm oil and actually Norway was branded stuff about like if it contains palm oil or not. Um, but that was like the first time I saw it uh, with my own eyes, like the, the part, like the, the farms. Uh, and you know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't necessarily look bad, but it, it gives more of like a context to, um, you know, a lot of the things you've heard before, basically. Um, Cause like, you know, you're driven there. So so much, much diversity everywhere and animals and so many like beautiful plants. But then all of a sudden you come to like 60 kilometers where nothing grows except for the, for the palm trees. So that was like, uh, mm. you know, any, um, any cool, things, maybe. sorry, we're all yeah. going to ask the same question. Maybe any cool animal, mm-hmm. um, sort of experiences while you were there, like wildlife, did you meet yeah, any so cool lizards, did, maybe a chipmunk? We did still. Yeah, there were lots of lizards. They were everywhere. Like the lizards were very cool. Um, we went to the Manuel Antonio Park. So like the first day, there were monkeys everywhere, like the white-faced monkeys. Uh, okay. So that was pretty cool. Um, we lived like up in the kind of up in the mountains in the rainforest. And I went for like a, a walk on my own. And then it was like, uh, wild, uh, what do you call those? The wild pigs that run around there. That, that was quite fun. Like, the, was just like a boar? Like a wild boar? Yeah, yeah, boar. And I was Are they dangerous? I don't think so, but it came okay. running out in the track, stopped in front of me, and then the thing screamed at me. 
So then I stopped and I, I screamed back and then he just turned around, ran back again. So that was probably the funniest one. Cause like, you know, I don't think the danger is anything, but it's just the fact that he screamed at me and then ran again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that was quite fun. But we saw a lot, uh, we, I did see a sloth as well. Um, oh, but that was one of those like expectation. Yeah. But it's like the expectation versus reality. Cause it's actually really mm. hard to see. And they're like so far up. So you're kind of just seeing them like, you know, far, far up. Um, yeah. So that, you know, the frogs with like the red eyes very green yeah. frog with red eyes yeah we saw those like a tree frog uh, there's, yeah there's a but there was lots of lots of animals like the yeah it's really cool that'd be fun and you, yeah. you said you went horseback riding and that was something yeah. in your background that your background is actually in show jumping so yeah. can you ride right. horses for re relaxation now or <laughs> yeah yeah so we went, yeah. that was actually very nice. I, uh, I reached out to one and I wanted to have like a private tour because it's just when you have, um, when you do have some experience on a horse as well, like uh, it's nice not having, because if you go in a big group and it's a big difference in like level, it's, it's not necessarily as fun, but that's very cool. He'd, he'd had like a private, and the guy ended up being a CrossFit, um, CrossFitter actually. So that's one that oh. we ended up doing going. Yeah. So that was quite fun. So he was super excited that I went, that he ended up having, yeah. Uh, uh, the tour with like a CrossFit athlete as well. Uh, CrossFit Games athlete just coming from CrossFit Games. But yeah, every was, every time I've fun. gone on a sorry, every time I've gone on a trail ride, I always get like the dud horse that all they want to do is graze and eat. Uh, really? And you're just constantly <laughs> pulling up on the you know because those horses, yeah. I guess if they don't get a lot of time on the trail, like that's just what they do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either yeah. that or I get the one that and, wants to take off, and I'm like holding yeah. on for dear life. <laughs> Super fun. Yeah, I know. I got a nice horse, luckily. So, Good. yeah. Yeah, they always give me the biggest horse possible. It's almost a cow uh, and doesn't want to move at all. And I used to ride as a kid. So, like, I know how to ride, but it, yeah, I always get that dud big horse. That's funny. Yeah, so it's, hard, I wanna... it's hard. Yeah, no. Go continue. ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say it's hard. Like, because a lot of people say they can ride it, that they know how to ride. But then... The, the definition of knowing how to ride is like it's quite so i think most instructors if you say that you know how to ride they don't really trust you until they've seen you actually ride uh which sure. is why i think every time you go somewhere you get like you know the kindest kindest horse first and then once you kind of proven yourself that you know how to ride you can get like a better one <laughs> that's, yeah that's it's kind of like when clients come into your affiliate and they say they've done crossfit before and you're like exactly well, and you don't let's see yeah let's see yeah that. exactly it's, it's, it's the same are you sure so, yeah. mm. <laughs> oh, I love it. So Do they ride the a Western thing? or English down there? Western. Western. Okay. So that that's yeah. So that's different for easier. me. I did actually do Western. Yeah, I did. So I I'm used to English. So for me, it's it's very different. Same. Uh, but I, yeah, but that did actually when we were if for for the rogue invitation last year, the guys that we stayed um stayed and trained with um at the gym they took us western western riding so that was the first time i did it so i had at least tried mm. it but this that was like proper rodeo horses that was really cool because he had they had like power and uh yeah that was a, that was a fun experience but at least i've been yeah, in cool. like a western saddle before <laughs> yeah yeah so as a a horse enthusiast what was it like going to rogue in texas and being treated like a cowgirl uh with the <laughs> hats and the boots and the all of that stuff was that fun for you it, it was it was very fun i think the thing as well is like if i felt like i traveled back in time a bit uh because you kind of look at these like uh, western movies and stuff but it was like 
it was just kind of like a step back into just like a western movie uh but it's really cool i still have the hat and the boots and everything yeah everything here um obviously love it but yeah <laughs> do you wear them much i don't i don't <laughs> it's not i think if if you live in texas like that's you know it's it's more normal but i think uh one is also very hot here so the boots here would uh it's just too hot for the boots and to be fair the, uh, the hat i could probably use that's just good for the sun but uh no, I, have, I haven't used it much maybe if there's like a, a theme party or something i'll put it on <laughs> yeah i i couldn't believe how how much they put into that like they made you guys feel like rock stars got special fittings for everything your hat like steamed and bent however you wanted yeah. it it was really cool yeah they did an amazing amazing job um of just like the whole organization as well and they make they really make you feel special like there's there's something special about going to the rogue it's not like it's not like any competition it's it's more of like a i felt like it was more of a show and you know you you got treated a bit more like kind of like royalty but it's not royalty you know what i mean it's uh you know games is more like a military camp you know uh there's there's no like cuddling at the games <laughs> well it's a rogue they they did treat you treat you very well so it's a very cool experience yeah how hard is it to get your body back by rogue after the games to be able to even try to compete? Yeah. So I, I got surprised last year. It was, uh, it, it took me longer than expected to get back into shape. Uh, I also did get COVID after the games and that yeah, just getting my breathing back. It took actually a very long time. Uh, so I got, I, I was surprised last year at how long it took me. But I think for me, Rogue last year was also a nice kind of like kick in the butt in some ways to like, um, you know, kind of sort my things out and really get back into training hard. So I think then I made some really good changes between Rogue and, and Dubai. Then I kept for the rest of the for the for, for the rest of the season, basically. So it was it was hard getting back into because it was it's only. I don't know, you have like six weeks when you, if you choose to take a proper rest after the games, you only have like six, seven weeks of training. Um, but last year we were all in the same both of having done the games and then going to the, to rogue. So we kind of have every, like no one was in like top shape. Um, this year they do have the five spots as well through the qualifier and these girls might, you know, then some of these are not done the game. Mm. So that would be a bit different. Uh, but I will see, I did actually have like a, a tiny procedure yesterday. So I just, uh, removed some varicosity veins. So that means I won't be able to do any like heavy squatting uh, or he like heavy, heavy lower body in, in the next two weeks. So again, that's not going to be optimal for, for Rogue. But like you said, it's just such a, uh, yeah, it's just such a spe special competition and experience. So I will, I will go and do my best and, you know, try to have fun anyways. So we'll see. So you did get the invite to Rogue. It's hard to follow yeah. because they don't <laughs> have a list of yeah. everything. And you're, you're going to be going to Rogue this year? Yes, I'm going to rug. So very, yeah. uh, very honored to get the invite again. It'll be interesting to see what what cool things they have for you waiting this year. Yeah, because uh, yeah. they they have to be different than last year, right? They don't want to give you a second hat and. No, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what they do. I, I I'm not. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not surprised if they do get because you know it is Texas. Uh, but we'll be. We'll see. I don't know. They did ask for the, need... your hat size and everything. Yeah, <laughs> I need to know what what's your shoe size, Jacqueline. Uh, thirty nine in the like EU, and I think that's eight uh, American. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to get rid of a pair of boots, 
Uh, you can send them my way. <laughs> I, not not wearing them, them anyway. You probably only need <laughs> no. one pair of boots, right? Yeah, I, I, I would wear them boots, all true. the time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just okay, gonna, you know, yeah. see, see what's happening. <laughs> That's not the first time I've said this on a podcast either. Just so you know, no? so I'm just no. <laughs> casting a wide net. See who wants to give me their shoes. Okay. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And she hasn't received a one. So no, no, she no, just no. keeps trying. Hasn't, Rogue hasn't cool. happened yet. So can keep trying. Keep trying. Scott has yeah. all those t-shirts in the background. Like I just would like some shoes. That's all. I just want yeah. a shoe collection from Fair some enough. famous CrossFitters. That's all. Yeah. Is that, is that CrossFit? Now, what are the t-shirts? It's a, a Connell t-shirt I can see now. Yeah. That's Christy. That I, I go to her gym. Yeah. Uh, so I go okay, to Christy's okay. gym and then yeah. Cheryl Nasso. She's my nutrition coach. Uh, mm. Bethany's uh, Bulldogs and Crocs what? shirt. Oh, wow. That's and then <laughs> Stacy Tovar's CrossFit Omaha. And Julie Fouché is right there. Nice. Some OGs. Yeah, she was my L1 instructor. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, and she's become a good friend over the years. So that's been cool. Um, but back to you. Uh, so what, <laughs> what does the rest of your offseason look like? Uh, this year is it just rogue this year so i haven't I haven't fully decided um i, I kind of want to do dubai and Wadapalooza, but at the same time you also have to you know leave enough space to just train and kind of just grind and and you know become better because when you do go and compete it is you know it, it does take away from training it's very good with the competition experience but then you you know you go away from your routine also going to Wadapalooza with the time difference makes it harder um being in Europe, obviously. So it's quite a hard hit on the body to travel over like back and forth too many times. Uh, but I'm definitely doing Rogue. Um, we're looking at like a team for Wadapalooza. And then the, the yeah. question remains with uh, with Dubai, if, if I do the qualifier with Dubai, uh, Dubai or not. But yeah, I would imagine that Dubai is a, a good financial decision, right? It you can know, be. No matter what. Mm. Mm. And, and it's then, not so... God. Yeah, no, since it's not another you know, time zone is the same as in Europe, so it's not such a hard travel. It's still a long travel, but you don't have the jet lag and, you know, you don't have to deal with that part of the travel. So it's a bit easier to do than, like, if you compare that with Wadapalooza. Um, right. And so, we yeah. heard that Wadapalooza now has changed the schedule a little bit to allow maybe individual athletes to go early and then team later. Um, yeah. There's some speculation that athletes might do both. Yeah. And I think that's a terrible idea, but I just wondered what you thought in terms of like, does that make it more like attractive for you to go like, Oh, now I could go and compete for four days right before the open. That sounds like a great idea. What? So I, I think, I think for like, you know, if you're like a high level um, competitor, you don't necessarily have to peak for the open. So I think you would be able to handle it in terms of like open and being ready for the season. Mm -hmm. Uh but I do have to like, it's obviously rough doing a, a four day competition. Then again, like, I think it depends. I think, I think the interesting thing would be if they released the amount of workouts. So like, if you were to know how many workouts you were to do, to do, cause if like the individual is, you know, like four or five workouts and then the team is four or five workouts. And, and when you're in a team, it's not as, you know, hard sure. on the body as, as being individual. So I think if, if you kind of knew how many workouts it would be, then maybe you could, you know, you, you could consider it. Um, I've not made a, you know, it'd be rough doing, doing both, both. Uh, of course. Uh, and I, but then I think it would be more like you would do the team more for fun, you know? So I think that depends a bit on how serious are the team, like the team you want to be on, like how, you know, how much do you want to push that basically? Because 
Right. You know, if you do the individual before, you're not going to be in uh, as fresh as if you didn't, obviously. So, yeah. If if you were going to do Wadapalooza and you were going to go mm. team, who might be mm. on your team? <laughs> you're asking for the details now. Uh, so, no, so we have, uh, we have been, yeah. So we, I have been talking with uh, Sola about going team and then uh, you might see if Emma is, uh, is up, for, uh, up for joining us. Emma McKay. Awesome. To be a European team, so we'll see. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be lots of fun. Like we we all get along, and uh, it's a team that I know we would, you know, we would have fun going as well. So if I were to go team, I, I would want to do it with uh, with people I know that I would have a good time uh, doing it with as well. Mm. I'm I'm glad you brought up Emma McQuaid because she's going to come up later in this conversation. Yeah, nice. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's funny that you say we, when we talk about team and individual, we put a poll out and asked, do you like the new schedule at Wadapalooza? And every mm. CrossFit athlete that answered it said no. Oh, wow. okay. Only fans said yes. Okay. CrossFit athletes and me, and me said, yeah. said <laughs> no. Yeah. So the thing is like, cause you don't get the, uh, you don't, it's, it's, it's an interesting choice cause you don't get the individual um, to finish off with. Um, and I do think right. people want to come and like watch individuals, but I think doing it like this, they might, like you said, they might be able to, to trick more people into the going team. Um, cause you, you could in theory doing both, but we'll see. <laughs> I wonder I too, Kat just from a, a fan point. experience too. I'm sorry. Like being able to watch both, maybe they want more people in there earlier too. Right. Cause mm. like if the main yeah. event isn't until Friday, Saturday or Sunday, then Thursday is dead. This way, yeah. if you know elites are going on day one, people are probably going to come in on Tuesday or Wednesday to get ready yeah. and settled. But Scott, what yeah, that was point my... did I make? Tell us. <laughs> yeah, you made the point that it actually will help with judging to split the best judges, so ah, yeah. they don't have, to, so they can have the best judges on the main stage for mm -hmm. the teams and individuals all week instead of they a, a good judge can't go all day with no. both team and individual going back to back. Mm. No, that's true. So that's very true. It would, it's a way to get better judging on the main floor. Mm. Yeah. To break up, break up their shifts, you know, mm. across the four days instead of trying to jam them all into three really long days. Mm. Mm. But yeah. But I do and, think they probably did take the individual first and then teams after. Cause like, if you don't want to go and watch the, the individuals, you have to come, you know, you have to come early. Um, right. But to be fair, yeah, cause the weekend fair, is the weekend. Like, yeah, exactly. But to be fair, a lot of like the big names uh, choose to go in a uh, team as well in Waterpalooza. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, some, the of, the, some of the biggest draw is the teams, are the teams. Mm. Mm. And I think the three-person team is a way more fun to watch than the four-person team. It's just less people in the lanes, less crowded, mm. easier to kind of see the, the movement. But yeah, enough about Waterpalooza. <laughs> Another big thing that happened um, last year was you signed with Hustle Made. I did. You're sporting the the merch now. Yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> and what I found I found interesting is it seems that you have formed a very good relationship with Craig and Jazz. Um, yeah. You've been to their home. You guys have done some things together outside of the competition space. What has that signing meant for you since it happened last year? It's just, they're just really like, just really nice people. Um, uh, very honored, obviously, that I, uh, they also asked me like to be the very first Hustle Made athlete. So that was very, just a big honor. 
and then just getting to know them they're they're very humble nice people um and just really want to help actually so so that's why you you know we have um gotten quite close uh, so we say we've become good friends um so and it's my big has you that can helped you <laughs> <Good job. laughs> has that helped you um has that afforded you more opportunities because of the financial backing and and i know they've said on their video that's why they're doing this they want to they've made money off of this space and what they're doing and now they want to help others so has that afforded you more opportunities because of that yeah of course like it's kind of like the the snowball effect in some ways like when i it's it's, it's quite amazing so when i first signed with with craig and jess i think i had i hadn't tipped over 20k followers on on instagram uh and now like since they've really just helped me grow like my my social media platform as well so not just them signing uh you know and helping me it's also helped like other brands coming on board and me getting you know it's it's easy to get get better deals with other brands as well uh because I, I now have a bigger reach than what i had before um as well so no, it's been like if you take last year, uh, the twenty twenty one season, like you know, each each week or each month, I had to really consider if I could afford to go for a massage, for example. Like you know, every everything had to kind of be, you know, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Whereas now I can actually afford to book in like a weekly massage, and I, you know, I could go twice twice a week, and of course those things like, you know, add up uh, when you can optimize more, and you can you can cut down on other kind of stress factors and just focus on recovery and and, and training resting. Um, so yeah, everything adds up. So it's been a lot, a lot less stressed this year compared to last year when it comes to like financial stress and, and things like that. Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting you talk about followers because I could have sworn that you picked up all your followers after you were on our podcast. I thought that was oh, maybe the reason why <laughs> that's you where it came from. Exploded was <laughs> yeah. everyone that watched you on on our podcast. Yeah, because we got you. We got you ahead of everybody. I feel like. Yeah, I think didn't we speak just as I signed with the hustle last time? Yeah, I it was like yet. right, right so after. I said, like that's why yeah. I'm taking credit for all yeah. those followers. So, yes. <laughs> hey, we we can give it to give it to you guys as well. That's a little fine. bit, couple, couple. <laughs> yeah. The sandbag, uh, obviously, at games as well, did did help quite a bit. Um, oh my God. You're foreshadowing yeah. everything. I know. It's going to happen in this, Speaking in this of, conversation. <laughs> that sandbag. Are we ready for that yet? So, well, one one last thing with, with Craig and Jazz um, is, and now I just totally lost my train of thought. I was going to ask, have you met the dogs? You've met the dogs, yes. both dogs? Yes, I have. Yeah, they're adorable. Very nice dogs. There's so much energy, uh, but yeah, they're very nice. When they got their I second, there. I was thinking, oh my goodness, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's very good that they have each other, like the dogs have each other as well. Uh, True. Because they can kind of keep each other active. No, then we went there for a couple of days after semis because I strengthened up we're in the UK. So we took the train to, to Craig and Jazz and spent a couple of days at their place and then also got to meet the dogs. So yeah. Mm. Very cool. I remember now. So... See? CrossFit has kind of, it's still a young sport and it started in the U S and it's been U S kind of centric for a while. I mm. think what Craig and jazz are doing are putting a spotlight on some European athletes that weren't getting it before because of their reach. Um, yeah. Have you seen a difference there? And do you think that the overall popularity of European athletes is going up in the last few years? 
Yeah, I definitely think it's going up, and that that uh, that is also something that Craig Das has said that you know they 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 want to use their platform as well to to give the the athletes you know a spotlight to help us grow. Because um, you know, like they do have a lot of views, and when they interview, it's not just athletes, but they also do help the sport grow. I would say, um, you know, just getting it from a bit of a different different perspective. So, um, but yeah, obviously they they're trying to put a bit more of a a light on Europe. It's not, yeah, we don't have the same, like, just US is just like, you know, a lot bigger. Yeah. It's interesting yeah. though, because European athletes have been dominating the, the podiums for, for quite some time, especially on the female side. And yeah. it's kind of about time that we're catching up. And we have, we've got like a very strong field in, uh, in Europe, definitely, especially on the, on the female side. So, yeah, but you, you have, you have, you know, the Icelandic, yeah, uh, yeah, Icelandic. they're kind of, they're technically, that's North America, right? I feel like geographically, uh, Iceland is North, someone told me that one time. I'm, I'm a history It's major, actually very so quick to fly, because you kind of fly, you do fly <laughs> off, but it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they, they obviously have got a lot of uh, coverage and very popular. So they, you would say like, you know, they did breakthrough kind of from Europe, uh, but we've, we've kind of lacked, we haven't had anyone else kind of reaching the same kind of fame if you were to put it like that as like Annie, Catherine, Sarah. Uh but you know, I, they know. Have I feel also... I feel like you're on your way, Jacqueline. I feel like yeah, you're we'll on see. your way. <laughs> well, that's a perfect segue of something else I want to talk about is Norway. Yeah. Norway is coming into their own. And I think you can argue that today they are stronger than Iceland on the female side mm. with Oslo Oslo Navy Blue podiuming two two years in a row. Um, several athletes at the CrossFit games, but I have a question. Something came up when we were talking to Justin Kotler, and I just want to see if you can confirm or deny this. He says that, that there is government funding for Norwegian athletes. Yes. um, So in the fitness world. Yeah. So that, that, that is like, yes and no, but I I wouldn't say that that is what makes us kind of that's not the reason we've stood up, uh, stood out. I would say, but the thing that we've uh, we've they've done very well in Norway is that um, the function of fitness, which is not CrossFit, but like the other, uh, do, do you have function of fitness in the US as well? It's not as Correct. big as CrossFit, uh, but the fact that function of fitness has some, you know, kind of specifics that you actually test, and there's there's some structure to the test that you have to stick with every. Um, kind of for every test so what they've managed to do in norway is that they've gotten it as part of the, um, the kind of like the the governed sport so it's a sport now we know where functional fitness is it's been like whereas crossfit is not looked at as a sport as such because it's also privately owned uh functional fitness now has now become a sport and it's part of like the norwegians like sports committee uh, what do you call it what's the word for it um like a sports commission or yeah like you know, yeah so so they do get some funding through uh, through the function of fitness uh and they do have like function of fitness training camps and they have like a national team uh for the function of fitness so it's not the crossfit is the function of fitness but then obviously the function of fit, uh, fitness athletes they are also doing crossfit so they do have um but they they've managed to do it a bit more structured now in norway where they you know, with the national team, I think there's like four or five girls and four or five guys. And then they would have like regular training camps and stuff. So I'm actually not part of the national team. Uh, but, um, 
and those camps they have enough funding so they would you know they will cover uh the living costs and stuff like that for the athletes uh, and then when do they go to the function of fitness competitions, you would get some funding, but they do not get the funding to go to CrossFit competitions. That was going to be my question. Like, what's the, yeah. what's the benefit there? I want to quickly yeah. just show something. Do we see the screen here? Yeah. Is Iceland in Europe or, Europe, Europe or North America? Officially, mm. Iceland is in mm. Europe. However, geographically, it's technically both. So I'm not losing my mind. Okay. Um, just wanted to make that clear to everyone in case oh, we'll get in the comments, you know, how dumb is that? Because she thought Iceland was in uh, North America. Anyway, North sorry. America. Yeah. So you're not part the of the national degree, team. But they always go to the European semifinals. Yes, yes. No, understood. I was just being a ge geography nerd there. So you don't get any benefit from that, um, that functional fitness thing because you're not on that team. And that's, I would assume that's kind of by choice. Uh, yes and no. So you you have to go to you then have to do the Norwegian Championships in functional fitness and stuff like that right. to be part of the functional fitness in Norway. And the that championships is like next is this weekend I think. So mm. I've kind of made the choice like it's it's too right. much for me to do both. Not living in Norway as well, so having to travel to Norway to do the like oh, when there are right. these competitions. Uh, okay. So I've I've chosen to to not do that and focus on CrossFit instead. Um, are there yeah, crossfitters exactly. that we know that are part of the functional fitness team in Norway that we whose names we would recognize? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the the navy blue, the all the guys that were like on the team, they're part of it. Matilda is okay. part of it. So like, uh, Sehad as well. She's so she qualified yep. through Turkey to the games, but then she's because uh, she's got uh, Norwegian passport as well. So in the functional fitness world, she's uh, she's Norwegian. <laughs> if that makes sense. So, so got like, it. Yeah. Uh, so she's on on the national team there. Mm. And Kristen Holta won the world championships right before she retired. Correct. She mm. Yeah. So she's yeah. one of the coaches for the national team now. Uh, she's helping out a bit. Oh, nice. Uh, that's a coach part. Yeah. It's a pretty fit coach. Very, uh, very fit coach. <laughs> yeah. So let's move into this season. Um, I think that strength and depth the battle between you and Emma was one of the best things that happened this season and one yeah, of the most exciting things to watch. So what I'm going to do is I have a clip. It's a, it's a little over a minute that I'm going to okay. play for you. Okay. Um, and we can't talk over it. It'll, it'll block our mics, but it's, we had Emma on the show talking about the battle between her and you. Okay. <laughs> and then I just want to okay. get your reaction to that. Okay. <laughs> so strength and depth this year was quite the battle between you and Jacqueline Dahlstrom. Yeah. And looking at, at the finishes, like event one, she finished six, you finished seventh event two, you finished first, she finished second. Yeah. And then three, you tied for fourth. <laughs> yeah. And then fourth, she finished fourth, you finished fifth. And yeah. then Sunday, she got a little bit ahead of you beyond that. Yeah. I know in the press conference with CrossFit, you said the advice you would give to a young athlete is to stay in your own lane, do your own thing, and don't get caught up to the people around you, and that you didn't follow your own advice. <laughs> yeah. It's always, it's, it's easy to give advice, but following it's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when you're a competitor. Yeah. Um. 
yeah no like it was one of those things like if i had stuck to my plan on the rope climb workout i think the outcome of the weekend could have been different but i took a risk i seen jacqueline jumped i jumped as well i got a no rep i had to go halfway down i luckily didn't clamp my legs so i went i was on the way down and she called no rep so i had to start climbing back up and re-tap shit happens <laughs> so when you were competing against emma did you look to see where she was at most of the weekend or did you stay in your own lane so i was actually very good at staying in my lane that weekend um so we we did have a very fun battle and you're always aware of where people are but i did not let i so that's actually one of the things that i'm very proud of after, like from that weekend is that i didn't i didn't get carried away like i knew very well what i could do and what i was there to do and I just went in to like kind of do my job and then, you know, we'll see, see how that ended up being uh, like a placing in the end. So, no, I, 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 I was very good at staying and you always knew where Emma was, obviously, because we were always next to each other. And, you know, just the, the kind of the battle we had, it was like we were still joint points after after three events. So, uh, you know, it was, it was it was a lot of fun, but I, I, I didn't on the competition floor, I didn't focus too much on like where the others were. Well, and apparently if you're going to do a team together, you're good yeah. friends. So what is it like backstage uh, off the competition floor in between events with the two of you? So, um, Emma is one of those that like to joke around a bit. And I also think that's, uh, so I think every athlete are kind of, you know, you have to find who you are as a competitor and who, what kind of person you have to, to be to do well. So like, so Emma is the kind of person that uh, competes best when she, she's in a good mood and she jokes around. So she and, uh, and Sam Briggs typically, you know, they bring good energy. There's a lot of joking, laughing uh, behind the scene. Uh, I, 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 for me, it depends a bit, but I, I need to be more like relaxed uh, in a relaxed state of mind. But in, I would say in general, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's good energy backstage, but some people need to, you know, like we're all different to so some people really need to like, you know, visualize and be very within themselves and they, you know, kind of go a bit um, to the side and stick to themselves. Whereas other people like Emma and, and Sam Briggs is typically like very, like a lot more outgoing and, you know, jokes around backstage and, you know, when we're kind of lined up. So. So there's no smack talking backstage or no, I going over I the last so. workout? No, no, I wouldn't say so. Like during Samus, it was a very good energy between between me and Emma, which was kind of nice. Like we wanted, you know, we're competitors, but we were also happy for each other doing well. Um, I don't like the I, one of my favorite clips is probably like after the lifting when we hit exactly the same. That was that was a very fun fun moment. Um, it's not like you know we're competitors and like you know she wants to beat me, I want to beat her, but then we can still be you know kind of happy for each other, which is I think is a very healthy you know, healthy way to, to have it, you know, once we, once we go, it's go. And, you know, you kind of want to, it's kind of kill mode, but once you're finished, um, yeah, you know, you did your best and then you're happy, you know, you're happy for the others knowing that you did your best and you can, you can't do, uh, you can do anything else anyways. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. Mm. So how important was it for you to win the semifinal? Uh, I wouldn't say it was, it was obviously good for the confidence to like, just know that you're, you know, you're where you need to be. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily winning was, was the most important thing for me. It was more important to, to just go out there and, and practice the things that I've, I've tried to practice, like staying in my lane, focusing on the execution and, 
just kind of taking one workout at a time. So that was my biggest, biggest takeaway, like kind of like the mental uh, approach and how I kind of just enjoyed competing again. I didn't get, I just felt like uh, that I had control in some sense and I don't have control, but I just felt very confident in my own abilities. And like at the end of the day, if I, if I fall, if I come up short, I know that I've done my best, then the other girls are just better. Uh, and I think it's something to just kind of go in and accept that that is outside of your control and you just have to do, you know, what you you can do, basically. Uh, so that was a good test for me. And then obviously coming out on top was very cool. But uh, that wasn't the most important kind of takeaway from the weekend. So then you go into the games. It's your third time going back to the games. Yeah. What is your confidence level going in? Because 2019, you finished 45th. Two, yeah. 2021 you jumped to 17th mm. so now you're a top 20 games athlete what are your thoughts going into this year's games uh, i wanted to bring the same same kind of mentality and approaches that i as i had in semis to be able to take each workout as it comes uh and you kind of deal with it and not get because if you if you go back to 2021 i would uh, i didn't actually enjoy the experience that much i got very caught up in you know how others might perceive me um if if things went wrong in the workout, I would like get a bit caught up in that, even though, you know, it's done, I can't change it. Uh, so, so this year was more about like taking one workout at a time and then trying to do my best. And then, you know, kind of being able to jump to the next one, uh, regardless of how the first one went. So I, this year I managed to kind of, you know, fun is not necessarily the right word to use, but I still kind of enjoyed the experience. And I kind of kept reminding myself that this is going to be over very soon. So and and it's very hard to get there. It's not a given that you're going to get back. So like, I didn't wish for it to be over. I tried to kind of, you know, uh, enjoy it. Enjoy each moment, even though like, you know, each moment weren't necessarily, um, you know, they weren't all good uh, good moments during the games. There are there are lots of ups and downs, but then kind of just embracing, embrace, embracing all parts of it. Looking, looking across your finishes, um, you know, you really only had like two bad finishes. I would say, yeah, they're very bad. Though. Um, and <laughs> and the rest were the rest were pretty good. Um, yeah. the programming was very different this year. Yeah. Um, did that add to the excitement and enjoyment, or did it add a little bit of stress as the events were being unveiled and they were just a little bit different than what we're used to? Uh, I think a, a mix. Uh, I think I think the the programming was you know I, 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 there's nothing wrong with the programming this year it was I think it was you know good tests uh, but then from an athlete perspective as well there was a lot of new things coming up so it's like every you kind of felt like every workout had a twist to it uh, so it got like a bit mentally draining that that there was like kind of always something new um, so so that was that was on I think it was only like the mental part of it like because they were supposed to have the the rope climbs in Alpaca as well with you know a very new and and tricky standard that we hadn't tried before uh, before as well so there was there was lots of new elements uh, we we used to having like you know two three things kind of thrown at us at the games but this year there was a lot of new things that we've never tried before. So. Speaking of new things, instead of a barbell on Saturday night, mm -hmm. uh, they threw a sandbag at you guys. They did. And when they did that, were you excited? Or did I've you not know? Been... Yeah, no, I've never been. 
I, I was I was just terrified to be honest. I was terrified. So the uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I don't think, and, and, and it was just like tense backstage because no one knew what to expect. Uh, I remember they lined us up and they went like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So they, I was eight and I was like, okay, this is the order you're going to lift in. So I was like, ah, oh, nice. Like, I'm going to be last. I'm going to see how, you know, I, I would know how people are doing. I'm not going to be the first one to just like, you know, make a complete fool of myself because I struggled <laughs> with like 150 in the warm up. Uh, and then, like, you know, we stand, we're lined up. And then two minutes later, it's like, oh, no, sorry, it's the opposite way. So, like, you know, she switches us around. Oh, and I'm always no. first. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but I actually think it was, in retrospect, I think it might have been a good thing because I didn't see the, the girls fail before me. So each round, oh. it was just me. And there was the sandbag. And it was like, okay, I did not, not have any expectations in terms of, like, should I be able to lift it or should I not be able to lift it, you know? Because in one round, I think it was 12 athletes that fell out. Um, I think I was in like the 220 or something like that. There was like all of a sudden just people dropped off. Uh, and I think if I'd been like one of the last and I saw like a lot of the stronger girls, like, you know, because Gabby went out on that one, for example. So if I'd known that like, you know, Gabby couldn't lift this, then I'm, I'm not supposed to lift this, you know. Mm. You're not supposed to lift this heavy. <laughs> so I didn't see, I didn't see the girls fail before me. So mentally, I think that might have actually been a good thing. Uh, but I was I was terrified. Um, what's the, um, the head coach actually asked me as I was sitting there, like, would you rather have a one arm snatch? I was like, yes, 100%. And he was like, why? Well, at least I, I know what to expect. But, you know, in retrospect, I, I would not have never, you know, I wouldn't play second in a, in a snatch event. So, <laughs> uh, so it ended up being very so good for me. The crowd was saying, you're not supposed to be lifting this much every time you lifted. Yeah. Like... <laughs> the contradiction between you and Danny at yeah. the end, you know, that was double, triple your weight, whatever it was like it. That's insane. I was lucky enough to be in the media pit during that yeah. event. It was so loud in there. So loud. Yeah. And I actually got a video of your 240 lift mm. from the media pit. And I just want to play it for our audience. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I got That's a lot awesome. of questions. Still gives like, me goosebumps. To, yeah, yeah, I got a lot of like, why didn't you celebrate? You need to celebrate. But I was like, at that point, I was just in so much shock. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and then also like, yeah. And then it was like, it was me, Laura, Amanda Barnhart and Danny left. So I kind of also had the mentality like, you know, these girls are just going to keep on going. Like, there's no way you're going to beat the rest of these girls. Like, you know, you try this, this sandbag, but if you make it, the rest are definitely going to make it, you know? Uh, but yeah. You can also see it, it takes quite a while. So like when I have it on my shoulder, it takes quite a while before I release my arm. And I was like seconds away from passing out. So like the whole body was shaking. So I just oh. had to like really brace to let go of my arm. Cause it was, uh, it was quite a lot of load uh, on this tiny yeah. body. It's, at that point. it's kind of like when you, when you're doing like a heavy overhead squat and you, you know, you get yeah. it over your head, but then you have to like really settle yourself in before you actually go down into the squat. It's, yes. It reminded yeah. me of that. 
but it was so mm. fun to watch. Um, just, you know, cause a one rep max snatch, you either get it or you don't. Right. And it happens. Yeah. It's over in a few seconds. So to watch the drama of, you know, you inching it up and like, is she going to get it? Is she not going to get it? Are her legs going to buckle? Is she going to be able to stand yeah. it up? Or the judge yeah. is going to give her a good rep? Like it was all very exciting. Yeah. No, it was, it was, so, that, that was nothing. That's, that's a moment I will yeah, remember for a long time. <laughs> a lot yeah. of people. So, so many people buckled when they put the arm out, like their yeah. knee, their legs just gave. Mm. Can you, can you explain what that feeling is like that, balance that stability the minute you take your second arm off the bag yeah so I, I, I don't i don't remember to be honest with you like precisely right now but i do remember on, on that 240 because it was so heavy that i really had to brace to let go uh, uh but it was just like taking the time basically and you know making sure that you were braced and you were stable before you let go so you didn't rush it uh, but then as you also say, it's time under tension. So like, if you spend too much time, you're also gonna, you know, you're just gonna give in <laughs> to the weight of it. Uh, but yeah. Well, and the bag is so much bigger than your shoulder, right? Yeah, so you have to bag. like almost use your neck. Yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah, get a massage not, after that? I did. <laughs> I did get it. I did get a massage after that. I did. Uh, that was good. Mm. Had, have uh, you, have you practiced any of that since? No, you haven't played around no. with the sandbag since. Yeah, well, I've done some some carries like that you just do, but mm -hmm. I don't think I will ever like try to do the same way to my shoulder unless it's a competition like this again. Just like I've had like you should go strongman. I was like, nope, my body is not going to handle strongman. Like one thing is doing it once, but like being put under that kind of stress and tension and weight like on a daily basis that can't cannot be good for you. So yeah. you know, maybe we might look at like just practicing like the skills of because obviously if I, I did well in doing one kind of like getting up but mm -hmm. i was the slowest so if if you were to get like 10 10 medium heavy d ball cleans for time you know i, I would not do very well because I'm, I'm just so slow so you might look at like some medium heavy to, to practice kind of the strongman technique um mm -hmm. but no i'm not i'm not going to lift like what was like one one ten kilos or something like that two uh, 240 pounds i think it's like one away it's more than one of my clean and jerk uh, yeah. so just like the, the, the risk of injury is not something I would do on like a daily basis. It's, it's not worth it. We save that for competition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if I had to guess, um, Jacqueline, you're probably going to see something strongman esque maybe at rogue because that's just, you know, the environment that you're in during that competition. And, you know, yeah. last year you guys had those, whatever it was up to the pedestal. So I imagine they'll probably incorporate something similar, but different, mm -hmm. um, yeah. at rogue, which would be fun to experiment with as well. And for us to yeah. watch. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Rogue is like, it's it's obviously a competition, but it's also, I feel like it's a bit of a show as well, where, you know, Rogue wants to show off like the equipment yep. they have. And so I think maybe we'll see something, maybe they come with something new. You know, we had the Jerry Cancer Rogue invitation last year and they brought that to the games this year. Um, so yeah, we'll see. See what they come up with. So other than the sandbag, what was your favorite event from the games? Um. The, the sandbag obviously was like was my favorite i really uh i think the capital as well was a fun one even though like i i then that that's where you can see that i'm not the strongest because i was like a pig flip took me so long uh but i caught just the fact that you kind of went from a to b and you worked yourself through and you run through the whole capital it was it was like a it's a very fun uh fun competition i surprised myself also in like the speed um the speeds 
I don't I don't remember the name of it now, but with the double unders, uh, that was a yeah, fun one for me. Speed medley. Yeah. Skill speed that medley. Was, skill speed. Yeah. Uh, that was also fun. Well, I quite I, I I quite liked that actually. Like the fact that they advanced the skills. Um, I think it would have been cool if they had the press the handstand before the the crossovers because I think we would have you know from a spectator perspective as well. Like it would have been really cool to see the people do the press the handstand. And a lot of the guys and girls that got top five, they would have easily been able to do it. So like we could have gotten mm -hmm. like the kind of like the impressive out of the way, and then we could could watch people fail on the on the skipping rope. Uh, but you know. <laughs> Since it was only top five and the way they cut it, I think that was that was fair enough. Uh, it would be be different if, like you know, we watched four heats of people just missing missing on the on the skipping. Uh, but yeah, yeah. What did you uh, What did you think about the uh, wall walk handstand facing wall facing <laughs> handstand push up? So again, I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with the movement as such. The thing the thing that I you know hope they really take into consideration consideration to like next years is that they the need to be some way to give the athlete direct feedback whether we make the um, uh, the movement requirements or not because obviously mm -hmm. we, we're being upside down and we have to have a head to top of a head reach a certain point like i don't have eyes at the top of my head so there's no way of the, right. for the athletes to see so the fact that it, he could have just we could have just had like a band or a, a string or something to touch just we got some feedback or even just a judge to say yes every time you were deep enough because um, if, if you go back to like the, my my worst placement it was in those it was in like the Elizabeth and then in the handsome push-up one uh, mm -hmm. but in in the handsome push-ups one I did get like a lot of no reps and it's just looking back as well like this is where you kind of you know these things happen but it's still a bit frustrating when you see like the discrepancy in judging uh, a lot sure. of athletes got away with you know very short whilst you know others were very strict and you had to be very low and the judges were were brief not to say anything so you kind of you had to do the whole rep and then hope that you were low enough and then you got like a good or a bad rep at the top so like at the first uh first station you know you're doing you're supposed to do 10 reps but i ended up doing 17 in total because i got you know i got seven no reps so it took me yeah. seven reps to figure out like you know what do you want and i even got the head judge to come over to kind of try to tap out um so again it's not necessarily anything against the movement as such just very frustrated that they hadn't planned it in such a way so that we had direct feedback when we made you know that we had done the required uh depth basically and if yeah. you wanted do to you, take um, away the bouncing yeah oh now i was gonna ask do you know um lazar jukic yeah so he also got uh did you talk to him messed up in did that you guys one commiserate yeah he after yeah like we, we were quite a few that uh, had bad judging <laughs> in that one and I, I don't know if you would say bad judging but it's just like that it was just differences which is frustrating because like right. inconsistencies you look back yeah unclear yeah, inconsistencies and you know i also spoke to head judge and they were like they compared it with an air squat so it's like you know we don't tell you when you're low enough in the air squat you know it's your it's your responsibility to go low enough in the squat but then again, yeah, it's like we've been doing bouncing. air squats for decades yeah, in, that's... A, in a workout too, you know, it's almost mm -hmm. like when you do a heavy lift, you know, the judge's arm is up and then when you hit it, their arm goes down to let you know that you've done it. Like exactly. that would have yeah. been something like that. And yeah. it's like, mm. you know, on the, on the air squats, you bounce and you go up, like this doesn't cost you an extra energy, but then going deeper in the deficit and hands up push-ups, that's more like adding more weight in the workout, you know? So it's very, sure. it's yeah. So you just couldn't, so that was just, uh, I think, a bit of like a sad moment in some ways for 
for a lot of athletes, I think, because you kind of yeah. like you, you're at the CrossFit Games, it's the, it's the top of the kind of pie. And then there's just the, it was just so frustrating because an athlete, you didn't know what to do as well, because it was just complete like guessing game. And then like, you know, me, Lazar, I, th- I know Brooke Wells also had a very harsh judge. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, I, I did say that to the to the head judge as well, that I hope for like future that you just, you know, we need to have some way of like direct feedback, knowing that we hit, we hit the requirements. Because uh, yeah. it's impossible for us to see a line that like, you know, by the time I see it, I'm, I'm way too, too low. I'm not supposed, like I shouldn't have to go that low, you know? Uh, and I don't have the I don't have the pressing strength to compensate to have to go like a lot lower than needed as well so yeah Mm -hmm. I heard I've heard that um the the staff at the CrossFit Games is asking for feedback from some of the camps do you know Mm -hmm. if John was approached by anyone or was able to submit any kind of feedback for his athletes at the games or their experience I'm not sure actually but I know we got the Mm -hmm. that uh Fikowski's running the for the athlete, the PFE, and that, he also, PFA, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he sends us out a survey, and I think you know this. This is something that we'll get. Uh, you know, just kind of. It's it's not the movements as such. It's just like the the fact that we, you know, just have let us touch the head to something. So sure. it's the same for everyone. Uh, yeah, that would some tactile, like, very simple feedback. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, we are coming up on the hour, so I want to finish up mm. with this last question, um, and I don't need a lot of details. Okay. We, it's been announced that Gabby and um, Christoph are leaving the program. Yeah. How does that affect you in your training, losing training partners like that? Um, so obviously it's been great having the push and then me and Gabby are also very different athletes. So uh, it's been good for us to see kind of where the level is in, in the kind of different kind of workouts since we are so different. Uh, but for me, kind of personally, I still have a lot of other athletes that I can train with. Like Sola is still going to come come over a lot. And she's more of like a powerhouse athlete as well. So, um, you know, obviously Sada going, but I will still have, uh, you know, I will still have a lot of other people to train with. And and I don't think it's going to affect my training personally that much uh, either. Like at the last season, we we trained at the same time. We didn't I, we didn't do the same uh, sessions. So we um, we didn't do every workout together. We had... I think like we had three sessions together a week and the rest we did, um, did individual. So it will kind of be the same, uh, in, in, in a lot of regards. I think that's the biggest misnomer in camps mm-hmm. is people think that the, the whole camp works out together all the time. Yeah. Where the reality is, is you're very different athletes. So you have individualized programming and yeah. you only come together for certain things. Yeah. So we did after the 2020 season, we actually did everything together all the time, but it just also got a bit too intense uh, right. to, to beat each other yeah, up. And then much. just, yeah. And then it's just always having to be that like the same times. So it's like, you know, just being a bit more flexible of like, you know, having that you can kind of live your own life in some ways as well. Uh, and just, you know, some, some days I come and I might want to be, you know, I need longer warming up uh, other days. I might be quicker. I want to go home. You know, I don't, I, my body feel good. So I can be quick you know, get through things quickly. So, uh, but yeah, we had like about 50, 50 of like, uh, sessions apart and sessions together, I would say. Hmm. Well, that's all I have. Kat, do you have anything to finish up with? No, we're good. It's been great catching up again. We'll have to not do this, not let so much time go by before we talk mm-hmm. to you. Again. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been awesome to catch up and we'll talk soon. 
Here we talk soon. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for joining Clydesdale Media for today's episode. If you liked what you hear, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.